The spirit of performance defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. While what powers their cars may change, the energy that makes Acura never will. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system and up to 313-mile range on a single charge and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is everything they said electric could never be. It was built with the driver in mind, just like Acura's been doing since the beginning. We could talk all day, but the only way to experience this electric performance is to drive it yourself. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Fast Money starts right now, live from the NASDAQ market site overlooking New York City's Times Square. I'm Melissa Lear. Traders on the desk are Tim Seymour, Steve Grasso, Dan Nathan, and Guy Adami. Tonight on Fast, Nike's record run rages on, and one of our traders says this could be the beginning of an even bigger rally. He will tell us how high he thinks the stock will go. Plus, hedge fund titan Michael Novogratz said back in December when Bitcoin was at 20000 that it would be a double, likely to hit 40000 Of course, that's not how the story went. So why is he calling for a crypto comeback now? And what does he think about the move in Ripple? He'll be here to talk all things crypto. And speaking of which, we heard you loud in clear crypto universe. We tweeted, you voted, and you want the Bitcoin bug back. So you know what? Boom, there it is. The Bitcoin bug is officially backed by popular demand, at least for tonight. So Twitter, take a chill pill. <laughs> we start tonight with the fang fade out in the, an old school blast of Mariah Carey. Is it time to let go of fang? As the market hits new high after new high this month, the fang stocks are nowhere to be found. None of them are at new highs. Facebook's still in a bear market. Netflix is in a correction. Google is barely out of a correction, still down 9% from its high. Well, Amazon is down 7% from its high. We saw all the fang stocks selling off today as well. So is this trade, the fang trade, over, Guy. No, I actually think it's probably going to start round two pretty soon, but you have to pick your spots. And we've had conversations about this. A couple weeks ago, we talked about Amazon maybe being ahead of its skis in terms of valuation, in terms of relative strength. We said maybe it trades 1850. I'll stand by that as it trades 1910 now. Facebook's another name. Listen, again, I didn't think it was going to rally off the hearings back in March, rally to 205, but I think it's going to round trip. I think you will see Facebook back down to 155 or thereabouts. Without question. And the third one on my list for right now would be Netflix. I think as we get closer to October 16th, which is when they report earnings, I think that's a name that you want to start to dip your toe in again. I can't, I can't believe, and you have to prove me wrong on this one, but I don't think you have two miserable quarters in a row. I think Netflix shapes up interesting in the October 16th earning release. Well, I just say that you can actually punt out Netflix and uh, Facebook at this point. I think they're very specific stories. Punt them out. Punt them out of the fact. It's almost like I'm a trade with the fact. So, 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 what is it? What is it? The guy that just came up with this, we think it's pretty okay. original. We're going to call it MAGA. What? We're going to do Microsoft, we're going to do Apple, we're going to do Google, and we're going to do Amazon. On. Those Ooh, four stocks, we're going to hashtag that, okay, M-A-G-A. Grass is all over. Microsoft, um, Apple, No, but those, those, those four stocks See what you did are 10% of the S&P 500. Right. And they represent a disproportionate amount of the S&P's 10% gains. Give me a year. Microsoft, Microsoft, Apple, Apple Google. Google, Amazon. 
Three and a half trillion dollars in market cap. I can't believe you could utter those four initials together. I know. It's ironic it comes from Dan, of all people here. I need to work on those four letters in that. No, listen, I think that Netflix is not particularly important anymore. I think Facebook could be, it really range bound for the balance of the year. Those four stocks really dictate the next step of the market. I think for the next week, you have Jeff Sessions has a bunch of headwinds coming at this whole sector. So it's Facebook, it's Google, they're going to have a problem with it. Amazon even is going to have a problem with it. There's going to be no problem with Netflix. So Netflix, I think you could still buy it. I agree there, but I don't know about the other Twitters and the social. I think there's going to be a regulatory headwind for the foreseeable future. Yeah. I, find, I find it amazing that now universally people don't like Facebook and they think they've got headwinds. I'm not pointing fingers at that these really, guys. The pendulum really but I mean, if it, if really it was quickly. two months ago, all we'd be saying yeah. is how cheap this company is and wait till earnings. They're not going to lose any users. And now everybody's focused on the regulatory environment. Guess what? You should be. And next week, as Steve pointed out, you've got congressional hearings and you actually have six companies, which also include AT&T and a couple other names, uh, that I think are going to be coming under more pressure. And so therefore, if you look at FANG, and if you're a data, if you're someone that sells data um, as opposed to someone that sells products that, and use data for that, I think you're in a much greater regulatory headwind cross-current than those folks that just are using technology to sell products. I think so, the original problem with uh, Facebook, you know. though, was when they started screwing around with their news feed. Obviously, we know about the privacy issues, but they started screwing around with their news feed, and that was the, the tip of the iceberg. That was before all of this stuff really started coming down the pike. Right. But you still like uh, Google because you left it in your MAGA. Well, no. Otherwise, I'm in Ma, which is no fun to say. I think the, the Jeff Sessions thing is really interesting. I think it's very clear that Jeff Sessions is not going to be the Attorney General in a few months after the midterm elections, right? And so the thing about regulation is that the Dems are just as interested in regulating these sorts of entities so as Republicans. isn't that a major headwind for these it guys? It is a major headwind. And so I do think that I think Facebook is going to be range-bound until we see how they deal with this election, until we see whether they are self-regulating and how expensive that is and whether uh, users disengage, whether advertisers are not there. We're not going to know that mm -hmm. again for a couple I mean, it's a more good point. months. I think uh, up until the midterms, that might give some clarity to it to see what they're going to do because they're actually forced to do it sooner rather than later. But ultimately, I think it's a buying opportunity once you get through a little bit of that fog. Look, I, I think these guys um, have, have massive margin, right? So in other words, why are these companies doing so well? Why have they, have they rallied outside of Amazon? But, you know, basically, the margins in these companies, they're high-margin businesses. I think they will continue to be. I don't think they're going out of business because of this. But um, if you're in the C-suite, if you're on the board of directors, you are laser-focused on what's going on and in you're Washington gonna next spend week. More. And you're going to spend more money. And you're going to pull back and say, you know what, we're going to do everything we need to do. And guess what? I don't think that's great for the shares. I wrote an op-ed about this, Dan. Oh, I did you check it out finally? Because he wrote it a while ago. <laughs> I heard about it. Okay. Uh, uh, that's, he did? Apparently, I guess yeah, nobody here he's, saw it. He's just, he's, a lot of people he's just blossoming in front of our eyes. Really? But I'd like to say in terms of Tim's uh -huh. charge, guilty as charged in terms of Facebook, without question. When Facebook was 155 during the hearings, everything that Tim said, that's what I thought. And then the stock proceeded to go from 155 to 205. And I'm sitting here saying, well, the market clearly doesn't care about that. Well, now it seems to yeah, carry but they it. hadn't guided yet. The street hadn't readjusted their numbers yet. So now you're looking at, you know, 20, 30 percent growth, which is actually has, you know, it's, it's come down over mm -hmm. the last two quarters here, at least in analyst eyes. And the stock's now trading at 17, 18, 19 times forward. So it is cheap. We just have to it's wait not for cheap. it. 
It's not cheap, and it's been it's been that cheap for two years. I know, but so the, the point was when it was at 155 back in late March, it wasn't de-risked yet, right? Investors hadn't reset their expectations, and the street hadn't reset. The consensus was still much higher than I, where it is right now. What I would repeat is companies are what multiple you're willing to pay for them. Their earnings are what they are. Does Facebook and their management team deserve a premium multiple? I don't think they do, but the market decided that, not me. And that's two years in the running and doing that, underperforming the tech sector even before that earnings. What if more and more people say let go of FANG? Can the markets proceed and keep at record highs? Can the markets stay at record highs with us? So that's the whole, you know, slim, uh, oh, slim leadership. Can the markets? Yeah, yeah. So we've had and rotation. tech is the biggest. We've had rotation. We've had and the bank all-time highs already. Banks are starting to participate. So I mean, here we are with the S&P 500 right around all-time highs with most of these stocks we just mentioned significantly off their all-time highs. So for now, at least, I think the market can hang in there. I think the universal ownership and the institutional ownership of so many of these names, it's very difficult for someone to actually sell these names aggressively and give up their holdings. So these top 10 holders of a lot of these names, I do believe are going to hang on to it. I don't think you're going to see any A4 selling or any really mammoth selling. All right. Coming up, hedge fund titan Mike Novogratz isn't giving up on crypto despite the crush this year. He'll be here to explain what he got wrong, why he's still calling for a crypto comeback, and also he'll talk about that crazy move in Ripple. Plus, we've never seen anything like it. It was a wild week for Tilray, but if you are tempted to buy options in that stock, we have a major, major public service announcement that might have you passing on grass puts. Plus, uh, the bank's staging a big rally. The financials are the second best performing sector during the record week, but something happened today that could spell trouble for the group. We'll tell you what it is. We're live from Times Square in New York City. Much more fast money right after this. Electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones, from powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY, a big idea that inspired the world to invest differently and still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Bitcoin could be at 40000 at the end of the 2018. It really easily could. Um, and I think Ethereum, you know, which I think will just touch 500 or is getting close, could, could be triple where it is as well. And at this pace, it could hit 40000 in three months, um, two months. That was hedge fund titan Mike Novogratz's uber bullish Bitcoin call from late 2017 right here on Fast Money. Of course, we all know that call didn't quite work out, but he's not giving up on the space yet, says the bottom might be in. Mike, always good to have you. Thank you. How are you? Um, so have we seen the worst for crypto? Yeah, so I'm not sure that did, call didn't work out to start. Like we had a spectacular blow off yeah. top. It got to 20,000. Ethereum got to 1,300. The retail bubble crashed. Directionally was right, but 40,000 yeah. was you're right. You're right. We Order were off, magnitude. off on magnitude, but we were right on direction. And, and we had a pretty dramatic sell-off. Ethereum sold off almost 90 percent, 85 percent. You know, Bitcoin, you know, 65 percent plus. Um, last week, I, I, made a, I put out a tweet that I thought we had, we had reached a bottom. And that was basically on, on reading the charts and seeing kind of what I thought was a capitulation in Ethereum. Uh, there had been a lot of uh, growth in the industry. And as the industry grew you had more people to pay. We went from five people to 75 people. Consensus went to 1,200 people. So their salaries and healthcare and computers and, and it takes a lot of capital. And all of a sudden, as soon as that capital coming in slowed down, the ICO people started selling their, their coins. And most of that selling, I think, is finished. 
Uh, we've had a pretty substantial bounce in the last week or so, uh, either lucky or, or good. Um, and, you know, more importantly, we're seeing institutions slowly getting ready to be in the space. First in the venture space, you're seeing lots of activity in private markets. Matter of fact, it was a complete bear market in coins, a disastrous bear market in coins. But in privates, uh, you would never have known. It was a bull market. It's been a bull market in talent. And it's also a bull market in institutions building the infrastructure needed for uh, real money investors to start investing in coins. And so you've had Goldman Sachs announce that they're going to do custody. They haven't given us the date yet. I think they will in the next six weeks. Uh, you have Jeff Sprecher at ICE uh, investing big into a, a company called Bact. Uh, we're partners in there, small partners in there, uh, which will be an exchange and custody uh, and a clearinghouse. Uh, and you've got lots of other people getting into the space. And so I think three to six months from now, uh, it, there'll be the all clear sign for people to start, you know, big institutions and pensions to start investing. So if we're going to start seeing a flood of money coming into the space, thanks to these institutional solutions for problems like custody, um, then would you say that call for 40000 could be around the corner this time around? I mean, because when you made the call before, that was the expectation, but we didn't have firms like right. Goldman Sachs with a custody solution. I mean, that seems like it sh if there was a call for 40000 to be made, it should be made around now if you think that institutional money is the ticket. Listen, we had a global speculative mania that drove prices pretty crazy, and I think institutional investors, to start with, are going to be more sober, and you're going to see... Listen, there's, there are plenty of levels on the chart that you've got to get through. If you get through 6,800, you can maybe go to 8,800. If you get through 8,800, you can take out 10,000, and then that opens up the old highs. And so you're going to need to see not just the custody solutions uh, put in place. You're going to have to see the, the, the state of making those allocations. I think it's going to happen. Uh, we're talking to lots of them. Uh, and at that point, you know, the, the, the sky's the limit, of, I think. But there's... We're not going to get there by the end of the year. We're going to we're going to we're going to be higher by the end of the year. Uh, I think in the first quarter, maybe the second quarter, when that money starts moving in, you know, because it takes one guy and then the second guy and then they all roll in. Uh, one of the most influential endowments uh, has made an investment. They haven't announced it yet, so I'm not going to do it for them. They've made an investment in a Bitcoin fund. That's I think going to be kind of important information. And that institutional FOMO, just like we had a retail FOMO, is going to happen. And so I do think Bitcoin will outperform for a while. And I'm not a Bitcoin maximalist, but everyone we speak to in the institutional world is going to start with Bitcoin. Uh, and so I think most of the, the big projects you'll see from institutions will start with Bitcoin. It's a safe store of value. People know the brand. Uh, and it's a little easier to value because you think about Bitcoin as store of value. You know, gold's got an $8 trillion market cap, and Bitcoin is $125 billion or something. Uh, if you think of all the rest of the blockchains, Ethereum, EOS, Definity, Hashgraph, NEO, there's about 100. Sure. They're all vying to be Web 3.0, this global decentralized supercomputer that processes and authenticates data. Like, it's harder to figure out what the market cap of that is. Is it the cloud times four? I don't know. So let me ask you about Bitcoin, and I understand that you're not a Bitcoin maximalist, but because so many institutions, that's probably the on-ramp to the crypto universe, Indeed. investing in Bitcoin. What, what, fun, what is a theory that is going to drive Bitcoin to potentially that 8,800 level to clear to 10,000 to get to new highs? I mean, the store of value seems to really be a challenged argument when you have seen Bitcoin go from 20 
to six. And I understand that we've seen these types of craters before and it's it's come back. But if you're new to the space and you're, you're not a devotee, then then you're like, I don't get this store value argument. It, if you can adoption. see the swing. It's adoption, right? You know, each year, younger people get a, a year older and younger people are far more uh, comfortable living in a digital world. And you think of like gold, like gold, you put it in a, a safe, it's got negative carry. It's not uh, it's not so easy to deal with. And so digital gold is going to be an easier thing to swallow for people. And so I think it's just time and adoption. Uh, listen, it's going to be used as a payment system, which surprises me. Uh, Starbucks and Microsoft have both announced as part of this back deal that you're going to be able to buy and sell Bitcoin uh, and that will go directly to the exchange to so they won't take the coin risk, you know, backed will take the, the exchange risk. But so you're going to start seeing it in retail places, which I think, you know, once people start using it, they start hoarding some. And so that'll, that'll help both with, with its brand recognition and also people's acceptance of it. Uh, and so I think it's just time. Uh, you know, you take out that crazy frenzy from six, you know, from four to 20 and back, and you look at the broader chart, and it's still trending up. If you had bought it a year ago, you still made money. Right. Uh, what do you make of the big move in XRP that we've seen recently? You know, I wish someone could explain it to me. Uh, so you don't get it either. It's listen. I they're building a great business. You know, full disclosure, we're a you know close to a one percent owner of, of Ripple, the company, uh, not the, not the coin, but the company. Mm -hmm. The company's building a great business. Uh, they've got a good story. Uh, when something jumps three x. It's, I don't understand, you know, it's a short squeeze to a degree. I'm sure people were short. Uh, I'm sure there were new buyers. Let me push back on that just a second. I mean, it's, it's funny. You, you, you sound like you're skeptical because of the parabolic move. When we saw that parabolic move in Bitcoin, were you also, when it was getting to be double and almost triple, were you saying, I'm out? At my or were core, you still, were you still core, thinking 40K? I have 25 years as a speculator. Yeah. And so when I think it's time to sell, I sell. Uh, and while I can be long-term structurally bullish, uh, I did a lot of selling at the end of last year. Uh, matter of fact, we had a hedge fund we were going to launch. We decided not to launch a hedge fund uh, because I thought prices were way too dangerous. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, at the end of last year, I, I sold a lot, and you know, I didn't buy all of the. I mean, I didn't wait right. till the very bottom to buy back. Uh, but I think, you know, this is a multi-year structural bull trend. Right. Web 3.0 is going to happen. It's not going to happen next year. Uh, it might be three years or four years or five years, but we will have a Web 3.0. We will have decentralized systems. Mm -hmm. And so keeping a core position uh, and it's why we decided to build a business. Right. Speaking of selling a parabolic move, what did you make of the move in cannabis stocks? Are you personally short or is the firm short any of these stocks? So Galaxy Digital might might crypto company doesn't participate in anything other than crypto. I, I have a family office on the side and because I'm a speculator, I couldn't help myself uh, in the last couple days getting involved. You know, the, the Tilray move, I don't think I've ever seen a short squeeze and a frenzy like that, with the exception maybe of the, the Porsche VW fiasco 10 years ago. Uh, the amount of volume and turnover on a low float. And so I was able to get a borrow Short it for a day trade, make some money, and and that was just until right. That was just that was just a, a, a is that trade a over at one hundred and thirty bucks? It's probably not over. Uh, listen, the weed business has a great underlying story, and a lot like crypto. I think in five or six years we're going to have a monster weed business. 
it, you know, it's... How did you get the borrow, more importantly? I, I've heard it's impossible it's, to get the borrow. It's difficult. It's Beg, difficult. borrow, and steal. Uh, you know. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> If but you, you're, are, you, got, are you out? Are I'm you out, not short? Sure? It was, it was are you a, long any? I'm not. I'm not. And I don't think, listen, if, if, if that was my business, I would be short. It's not. Okay. I'm, I'm spending 90% of my time focused on crypto. I couldn't help myself because I saw that. One last question before you go. Will you grace us with a forecast this time? You know, I, I, my lawyers told me I'm not allowed to give actual <laughs> forecasts. Ah, uh, they're not I, here. I, I, and so <laughs> I do think Bitcoin is going to be significantly higher by the end of the year. Uh, and I do think those levels I talked about are important. You know, so 8,800 is a key one. Go through one. Go, go through 6,800, 8,800. Do you think we'll hit a key level by the end of the year? Yes, I certainly do. I certainly do. One I'd or be two. Dis I'd be disappointed if we don't hit one or two key levels by the end of the year. All right, so 88 or <laughs> 10. Okay, Mike, thank you so much for coming by. Guys, thanks a ton. Michael Novogratz. Can we be very – well, hold on. He, he has to talk about the blazer. What do you is that? <laughs> do we goodbye Novo? Yeah, we, we kind of goodbye. We did, no, but we, we can. We have a. Do you see what he was wearing? I mean, that's crypto. crypto what do you call camouflage. it? Crypto camo. I mean, crypto come camo. on. Because you're in battle. It, this, here's, this last couple of days, we finally had volatility. You know, both here and in the cannabis space. He's and in the trenches. I'm looking good. Looking good. Sorry, Dan. Thanks again, Mike. All right. For more on the cannabis craze and Tilray's wild week, head over to CNBC.com. I'm Melissa Lee. You're watching Fast Money on CNBC, first in business worldwide. In the meantime, here's what else is coming up on Fast. So don't ask if your dreams are crazy. Ask if they're crazy enough. Maybe you also ask if you should buy surging shares of Nike ahead of next week's earnings. We will break it down. Plus, he told you to sell Tilray on Wednesday. The halting alone tells you that that is a spasmodic sort of flare-up that won't end well. So I think the highs of today at 300 will stand for a long time. And the chart master will tell us where he sees pot stocks going next when Fast Money returns. What does it mean to be rich? Maybe it's less about reaching a magic number and more about discovering the magic in life. At Edward Jones, our dedicated financial advisors are the people you can count on for financial strategies that help support a life you love. Because the key to being rich is knowing what counts. Learn more about our comprehensive approach to planning at edwardjones.com slash findyourrich. Edward Jones, member SIPC. CNBC has quick and easy to understand business news updates at the open midday and close every weekday. Markets, money, and more from Wall Street to Main Street. I'm CNBC's Jessica Edinger. Follow and listen to CNBC Business News Updates wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Fast Money. It's a record high after a record high as Nike sprints to first place, leading the Dow to all-time highs this year. The stock has surged a whopping 37%. So even with all the drama surrounding the company lately, do you buy Nike ahead of earnings next week? Tim. Well, so if you stay long, I guess you're buying it. If you go home, blah, 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 as we say all the time. I, I own the stock. Um, I think it's not cheap here. It's had a, a, a fantastic run on really the turnaround in North America and the complimentary growth in the Chinese business. Um, so I'm going to stay long into earnings. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, it is not cheap on valuation, but it's historically traded a little at the top end of valuation as well. I think the quarter is going to be fine. I mean, politics aside, 
The company is doing extraordinarily well. They've turned it around. They've caught up to Adidas. And I think Tim is right. I think. By the way, their politics seem to be helping them. So you, you, you again, you so far, early, early I, I don't think the politics yeah. is helping them. First of all, the stock was up 33% or 31% going into that last news event that we, that we saw. So if you look at that high before that collapse, it's only up 2% from that prior high. So I don't think the politics is well, really the cause. But, but the share price is up significantly since the Colin Kaepernick. You were sitting here across from me. That you had said that night that why you didn't think Why are you politics. taking this personally? I'm just, I'm just, you're, just asking questions. I have a question here, guys. I mean, yes, we're at split screen, too. Can final trade screen time. This? Final trade time. No, no split screen, Tim. Right. Final trade. Uh, AT&T. I think despite the hearings next week, this company is undervalued. Grasso. Bausch Health. BHC. Dan Nathan. Yeah, Kramer. My MAGA is coming for your fang, buddy. We're buying a MAGA here. It's we so should get crazy. That, we get that trend. He's a buyer of MAGA. Microsoft, Apple, Google, Amazon. For people like G. myself, Just that are a little the G. slow. Oh, you know, we had a conversation about Red Hat. Somewhat serendipitously, it traded down to the level that we talked about, didn't yeah, it, Dan? It did, 130-ish. It did, yeah. didn't it? Now yeah, look man. at it. It bounced today. So I think if you look at the Red Hat, mm -hmm. the bottom might be in. So I would say get long Red Hat here, Mel. All right. Well, that does it for us here at Fast Money. See you back here on Monday at 5. In the meantime, don't go anywhere. Options action starts right after this break. CNBC has quick and easy to understand business news updates at the open midday and close every weekday. Markets, money, and more from Wall Street to Main Street. I'm CNBC's Jessica Ettinger. Follow and listen to CNBC Business News Updates wherever you get your podcasts.